posture and not be like defensive. Right? Alrighty. Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Grant with Squatch Crew. Today we're going to be bringing to you guys something a little bit different than normal. Currently we've only been on a podcast series that you can find on Apple, Spotify, and any other podcast streaming device. Today we're going to be doing a video cast slash vlog for our YouTube channel as well, as well as our podcast series. Today we have a guest here, Matt. He's one of our good buddies. Uh, we're going to be doing a little Q&A with him to kind of introduce you guys to him as well as bring him into the crew or uh, the Sasquatch Society, I guess you could say. Um, so we're going to, without further ado, continue forward with our Q&A episode. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and introduce to everybody who you are, you know, what got you into the outdoors, things like that. Yeah, so uh, like Grant said, my name's Matt. Um, I've been interested in the outdoors, hunting, fishing, camping, um, since I could basically crawl. Uh, grew up in Missouri uh, on a farm there. We had like 500 acres that we farmed, so I basically had access to some of the best hunting that you could ask, ask for. Uh, plenty of ponds to fish in. Uh, it was it was fantastic. I couldn't ask for any different. Uh, as I got older, you know, I decided that the uh, farming life wasn't for me. Went to school in Arizona at Arizona State. So any Sun Devil fans watching this, shout out to you guys. <laughs> Go Sun Devils. Uh, and then after that, uh, once I graduated college, I went to uh, went to work, and I kind of lived in a couple different places. Lived in Denver for a couple years, which is extremely awesome. You know, had access to the mountains, fly fishing. Uh, so did some hunting out there too, never was successful, but always looking forward to get back in there. And then I uh, got moved out here to California and that's where I met Grant, uh, which I think we'll get into that story here in a little bit <laughs> on how I uh, met him. He wanted to know like one funny story uh, uh, of the outdoor experience. So that's kind of one of them that, that we'll talk about here. Uh, but yeah, that's just kind of a little background history of me. You know, I've, I've hunted a couple different states before, hunted everything from small game, birds, uh, been elk hunting, never been successful, have killed plenty of different whitetail across the, uh, across my life with bow and gun, uh, <laughs> fish, freshwater, love to fly fish too. And now I've just recently here uh, in the last couple of years, in the last year, I should say, got into, uh, inshore off and a little bit of offshore stuff too, as well here in the saltwater. So it's been fun and interesting. That's for sure. So you said you uh, started off at a pretty young age, basically you've been in the outdoors since you could crawl. And uh, a lot of people in this community either kind of start off learning stuff in the outdoors at a crawling aspect, you know, you're a little kid of your family or friends or somebody close to you brought you up in it, or you jumped feet first in in your mid-20s once you actually kind of started a career and could financially afford these things. So who got you into uh, yeah, this stuff? Yeah, so my biggest influence uh, into the, at least I should say in the hunting and fishing, was my uh, grandpa. So he... You know, he was the number one person that took me out there and pretty much taught me everything that I had to know uh, when it came to uh, hunting, uh, small game, starting off with that with my first 22, and then going into hunting larger game as well. And he taught me, you know, how to tie a fishing knot, everything from that. My my dad never really was into, into those things, so I was fortunate enough to have my... Uh, grandpa and then I and my grandma as well she really wasn't she liked the fish I can remember always going to her pond mm -hmm. catching some fish bringing them back home and then leaving the cleaning to her <laughs> and letting her clean it up so figuring out how to prepare it for you yeah exactly like that. And, and that was the best thing about it you know they even if I what I if I brought the fish back or I went out and I killed a squirrel you know they were always happy to clean it because you know they grew up that way they loved to eat that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and so did we 
at least I did. My parents really weren't too much into the eat, eating the fish or, and, and small game and whatever it would be. So, you know, it, they always just like to see the enjoyment on my face and stuff. So I would really say my grandparents were the biggest thing. Um, but then, you know, just kind of that love that evolved from that, you know, I had no experience coming from Missouri when it came to saltwater stuff. So, you know, I just kind of had to jump into it, watching YouTube videos just like this from these channels, trying to get a little bit of knowledge, joining Facebook groups and looking on Instagram, you know, it's, it's all there. It's all relative, especially this day and age with everything that we have. So uh, definitely the internet makes it pretty easy to figure out either something to target, how to go after it or whatever it is that you're looking to get into, whether it's hunting or fishing or something on Xbox, the internet definitely makes it pretty accessible to everybody across the board. Right. Um, you said your grandpa got you into it. I mean, I've got tons of funny hunting and fishing stories since I was, like you said, crawling around doing this kind of stuff into my adult years. What was a uh, funny memory that you had with your grandpa or just anybody hunting at any point in time? Yeah, so... I think one of the funniest stories um, that I have when it relates to hunting, and then we'll get into the, the funny fishing story with <laughs> us here, uh, but the funniest one was, uh, I was living in Colorado at the time, uh, my brother-in-law, Kurt, came out to elk hunt with us, so if you're not familiar with Colorado, you can do over-the-counter elk hunting there, and I had been looking at this spot that was about three hours from Denver where I was living, I'd run trail cameras, go up there almost every other weekend, check the cameras, and got elk. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, we're going to kill. We're going to kill. It's mm -hmm. going to be perfect. So we get there. He, he drives in from Missouri. We go in, and then we go out to the mountain. We start hiking. We get a little bit of ways. Well, he came from Flatland, so, like, he had no stamina whatsoever to hike any of these, these mountains. Um, but fast forward, you know, we're, we hunt. I think we hunted five days. Uh, we told everyone that we're supposed to be home on Sunday. That, mm -hmm. you know, we weren't going to have cell service and we wasn't going <laughs> to have that. Well, yeah. anyways... To make it shorter, my sister thought that we were supposed to be back Friday. Mm. So what does she do? She goes, she's a teacher at a school. She goes to her school safety officer and says, hey, I haven't heard from my husband and my brother. They said they were supposed to come back Friday. We should have heard from them Friday. <laughs> well, then he goes to the state patrol that he knew. So then the Missouri State Patrol now calls Colorado State Patrol and they go, we haven't heard anything from them. And now it's Sunday and everyone's super worried. But we had literally said, well, you know, we're not going to come out until Sunday. We have zero cell service. So anyways, they had gotten the Colorado Highway Patrol. They were starting to get a rescue crew. And here comes myself and my brother-in-law, Kurt, just strolling out of the woods. We go down, you know, we, we, we were, we're driving to back into town and we get all these text messages and calls and we're like, uh -huh. oh my God. So we called my sister and she's like, I have everyone out looking for you guys right now. <laughs> and I had never heard an earful from her. That was just like kind of one of the funniest things. We had no idea. Like they had even sent the police to go to my apartment and look to see if we were in my apartment. Like they thought the full on man. Yeah. Hunt. Like they thought he was about to get to a man. Hunt. Like they were literally putting rescue crews and stuff to go into where we were hiking oh, and, and hunting. So that's like one of the really funny stories, you know? So little tip, make sure you write it down or send in a text message. Don't just tell them on the phone. Cause they're going to assume the worst things comes the worst. Maybe it'd be a good idea to, you know, save the cops some time and take a little note on your door. Hey, I'm going hunting. So if somebody yeah. calls you, I'm out over here doing something. Exactly. Yeah. And then, oh, so a funny fishing story when it comes to how I met Grant, um, 
I really got into sitting on the float tube and fishing for spotties. That's so, a yeah. A lot of people here in Southern California, they go after spotties. Man, that's like a target species. Yeah, we were, I was stuff. in Huntington Harbor. Um, that's really the only place that I had kind of learned how to fish at that time. And it was easy because there's not a lot of boat mm-hmm. traffic. And it was easy to launch from there. So I'm getting ready to go out one morning. I'm putting on my flippers, um, getting in my tube. And I see these guys loading up on this boat. And I had just kind of being a smart ass, I guess, at that point. And I was like, hey, you guys got room for one more? <laughs> and here's Grant. He goes, yeah, we have room for one more if you want to come. Well, the funny thing is Grant doesn't even own the boat. Nope. So it was super funny. <laughs> so I thought Grant did own the boat for some reason. I'm like, whatever, because I, I didn't know, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we got room for one more. And I was like, are you guys serious? Because I was just joking. And he's like, they're like, no, nah, I guess, come on, you, you know, <laughs> where'd you park? How long is it going to take you? And I was like, give me like five minutes. So I r- kind of flippered back. I hadn't even gotten that far off out in the water yet. Flippered back, took all my stuff, threw it in the truck, you know, and got on the boat. And we started to, uh, you know, we just did, some, what did we go after that day? Some whatever we were, uh, crap bait, I guess you could call yeah. it, mackerel, sardines, whatever we could for uh, the upcoming lobster season to make some bait for that. But it kind of just started off from that. So it's like one of those things, never be afraid to ask someone and you see them getting on their boat if they got room for one more because you never know what it could turn into. It could turn into a good friendship like we have now. So you could end up in a sticky situation. You can uh, get Heisenberg yeah. or something. But. Exactly. You know, I told I told my friends and family about that. And they're like, you do realize you could have just like got killed and dropped in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it's, it's fishing. It was a, I was really to take that risk to go out on a boat. Could have been a real manhunt for you at that point. Yeah, so two situations when people could have been looking for me at that point. Yeah, that definitely was a not quite so fun trip going after making bait for going uh, lobster hoop netting and stuff like that. But hey, gets you on board somewhere and meet. you get to meet people. And, I mean, that's the hardest thing here in Southern California, honestly, is just meet somebody that's into doing outdoor activities um but what's your uh what's your favorite target species that you like to go after whether it be hunting or fishing i mean the saltwater stuff's kind of something new to you we do a lot of kayak fishing which kind of limits us to lobster hoop netting calico bass spotted bay bass sand bass halibut things like that but i mean you've done a lot more traveling than i've done what's something that you like targeting yeah i guess when it comes to hunting whitetails is the best thing i just have really good access to it um you know, I really want to get back into elk hunting. I just put in for another preference point for Colorado. I know I'm not going to make it this year, so I keep trying to acquire preference points. Elk hunting is just so different than what I was used to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's spot and stalk type of type of deal. Uh, and they're just massive animals. When you see them and how big they are, it's just so cool. And that's still, like, one of my bucket list things. Even though I've been a couple times, they've all just been self-guided type things. You know, it's just takes time to get into and that's kind of one thing i want to keep going after another like bucket list hunt is i really want like a cinnamon black bear for some reason and it's just like (laughs) stuck in my head that i really want one i just think they're super pretty and cool um but when it comes to like socal area you know it'd be really cool to figure out the deer hunting here just because it's again it's super different i always like that challenge Mm -hmm. you know white tails is fun in missouri but it's like climb up in my stand i know they come here there's really big deer but i mean you know there, you don't see those too often, but you can see a lot of deer. But then it's like here, you know, you get look around. You don't really see deer all that often. So being able to figure out and, you know, kill something of even whatever size it would be would be cool. Uh, when it comes to fishing, though, 
you know, we started, and you guys will probably see this in upcoming videos, this is Striper. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> that's got to be, southern like, one of the bucket striper. lists. Yeah, these Southern California Striper, just, like, I've never caught one in general before yeah. a Striper, not even out of a lake. So that would be, like, super cool because we've seen some guys that have been pulling some monsters out and, like, I don't know, hearing that drag scream, especially because I don't have as big a setup as Grant when it comes to poles and stuff. <laughs> so it's like, it's either one going to break my pole or spin my reel. So we'll see what happens. I just think it'd be fun. It'd be totally worth it, though. It gives you a good excuse to buy something new and oh, buy yeah. two new things. One a heavier setup <laughs> plus to replace the broken one. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, targeting the SoCal Striper is going to be something that uh, you guys should stay tuned for, for sure. It's something we're working out, getting a game plan going, and definitely going to make something happen here in the near future. Uh, we've met a couple guys that kind of confirms this is some suspicions we've had over basically the past five years. Uh, I've only caught a couple in my entire life. Thanks to my buddy Jason. He's taken me out to Lake Havasu a couple times. Nothing crazy. They're all schoolie size, and we're looking for these big breeders that are swimming around here in SoCal. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we uh, score one of those sometime before the uh, end of the season for them. Um, You already kind of told us a funny story that happened to you with getting lost hunting and your sister freaking out and everything. Uh, that kind of leads us into another question. And uh, obviously you, you have a spouse, I have a wife and stuff like that. Have you ever had a spouse, girlfriend, friend, mom, whatever, you know, catch you looking through planning the next hunt, next fishing trip, and they just give you a really hard time? Yeah, I mean, know? it basically happens about every night on the couch. So Grant <laughs> sends me Instagram videos all the time, and I'll just yep. be sitting there watching them, and she'll be like, are you serious to watch another video? We were out at dinner the other night, and he sent me the striper video. And she's like, she looks me dead in the end. She goes, are you kidding me? And she was like, are you effing kidding me? And I was like, yeah, but have you seen the size of these fish? She's like, I don't care. We're with friends. And I'm like, yeah, but do you see the size of these things? She doesn't think it's as cool as I do. I've tried numerous times to get her into, into fishing, but... it's kind of one of those things she might reel it in but she's definitely not touching it but then we'll sit on the couch and watch tv and i'll just be watching another video (laughs) Uh, my my mom at this point has completely given up she's like yeah he's gonna do whatever he needs to do like this is and then when i do go home and visit them it's like i always have something planned around whether it's fixing deer stands or doing something with hunting mm-hmm. they're like okay he's gonna do this no matter what so <laughs> whenever the sun's up matt's gone doing something in the woods yeah, playing and, with something it's always been that way something. it's like i just hate staying inside like it's uh, my number one pet peeve like i've never really was big into video games it was like always outside stuff so yeah so what are some goals you have for 2021 as far as like your outdoor stuff you said you really want to try and go after some striper um, I know you and I have talked about planning some uh, offshore trips, going after some tunas down south. Um, we've talked about in the fall time, I believe, September's the opening for deer season. We talked about yeah. doing that. Yeah, some of the upcoming trips that I have, uh, one, at the end of this month, I'm going to go to Lake Pyramid. Uh, if you haven't seen heard of Lake Pyramid, it's not the one closest to L.A. It's actually in Reno. <laughs> So don't get them confused, uh, but there is ginormous cutthroat trout up there. Um, so we're going with the guide up there, um, me and a work friend, and that's super fun. We went last year and caught some big slabs, but they got like up to 20, 30 pound cutthroat trout. So that's, that's super fun. Massive. You've been sending um, pictures. Yeah. Those things are nuts. I'm going to go Easter time, hit Kern to fly fish like that. Um, we'll probably take the kayak up there too, just see if I can get into the crappie as well, just for mm-hmm. something fun to do. Um, 
I'm going to hit the spotties hard again this year. I got to try to beat my mm-hmm. PB at 16 and a half inches. So I'm, I, it's going to be tough, but I think they're definitely out there for that. Um, got to try to get that legal halibut though. I think that's the number one <laughs> top thing is I had a 20 incher the other night as my first surf halibut. So I was this close to getting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right there. So I think that's probably the number one target goal is, is trying to get that uh, legal halibut this year, you know, on the surf. Yeah, I definitely think that. Between that and the surf perch stuff, those are like the two sought-after species here in California as far as inshore surf fishing goes. Um, yeah, and then see... the croaker run will come up here, the spot fin who's yeah. here too pretty soon. Uh, I was pretty lucky last year and caught like some 20-inch spot fins, like, and I didn't realize how big and hard they are to catch, and I caught two back-to-back, and everyone's like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just throwing the thing in the water, and it seems to work. Yeah. Yeah. And now I've tried again and haven't have yet to catch another one. I've been surf fishing for eh, probably three years consistently, off and on for five years. I've never caught a spot fin, so I'm a little jealous of that. I've got yellowfin, corbina, uh, halibut. I've got freaking massive smelt, calicos, sand bass, all kinds of stuff in the surf. But I've never caught a spot fin, so that's something I'm going to have to go after. I might do some targeting for some bigger species like leopard shark, obviously catch and release. Um, but we're going to try and target some stuff this year, make some content out of it and everything. Um, you brought along a, a lure of yours that you really like fish. You kind of got me turned on to them too. Yeah, yeah. So I talked about the um, spot, fi- or not the spot fins, the... Um Spotted bay bass. Spotted bay bass. <laughs> we go why? for like every weekend. Like I know, I go all here. the time. Um, <laughs> I got turned on to these. I watched one guy's video on YouTube, and this is like the go-to bait. Um, I actually ended up winning a, a small, another group called Flow Tuber Die tournament, and mm-hmm. I caught every single fish on this lure in the month of October. Uh, they come in a couple different colors. Straight silver was my favorite. It's a Demiki axe blade. Uh, this is a three-quarter ounce. Uh, basically. I pitch it around docks in and out. Um, open water, some people have good luck with them. I just never have. I would basically just hit it every single dock. Um, lose like two or three, it seems like, at least a month. Uh, so make sure you bring a couple of them or have a good lure retriever because they will get caught on basically everything. But the fish love them. I even used them at one point where I was floating in the harbor and would just drop it straight down over top the piling next to it jig it up and down and would pull a fish out go to the next one and do the exact same thing like it could just been a really great day of biting but i've never really except maybe two times been skunked with this lure no way so the Demiki axe blade is spot on um for you guys we'll uh show you a little bit closer here what it looks like but other than that you know that's i think that's the go-to lit lure for the spotted bay bass you know everyone has the drop shots they have their creature base they do whatever i think that's the best one yeah, I've had the best luck on the drop shots. I like fishing the open bay and stuff like that. Like you see off the of PCH going into Huntington Harbor, just long casting into the uh, eelgrass and just slow retrieval back in, some popping action. I've never had any luck fishing metal jigs and stuff for them. It's something I'm trying to learn from Matt. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily have the patience to sit there on a pylon like he does, but, man, he's pulled out some nice size spotties. He's definitely sized me up a few times. Um, so... We've gone over fishing, we've gone over hunting, we've gone over our goals for 2021. You uh, you and I have been friends now for basically a little over a year. Yeah. A little, little under a year, I yeah, think. Yeah, a little under a year. I, yeah. I was actually thinking about this when you brought it up to do this, like how long we met. Um, it's been actually less than that because we met 
I think Before, it was, like it was October is was lobster season, so that was like August. Nah, it was like, nah, it was before that. You think so? They yeah, were already yeah. we were trying to catch bait before that? No, because we were trying to, when we went on that boat, we were trying to go make bait for lobster season. It was probably like the end of July. We were just starting out doing that. Yeah, uh, I guess so. It. It, was, it was warm. I remember that. It's whenever so. the bluefin were running between San Clemente and Catalina, because the weekend before we met, we were trying to find them. Um, yeah. So it whatever time frame that was in you know the COVID year, uh, here in Southern California, that's when uh, we met basically. Um, is there anything you want to do the Q and A stuff about or? You... No, I mean that pretty much covers it. It gives me a good little background, and um, hopefully you guys will see more see more of me in some other videos mm-hmm. that we're gonna do, so that way you guys get to know me. Um, but like Grant said, you know we're we're here for you guys to make good content, answer questions, throw us a DM if you want to know more about exactly what we're doing. We're happy to lay everything out, um, and even better if you guys want to go fish with us anytime. I think uh, just definitely. hit us up. It's always yeah. the more the merrier. We love to share the knowledge of even what little bit of saltwater knowledge that I have. <laughs> so uh, Grant's a lot more experienced when it comes to that. So. I've spent some time on the water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys ever want to get in contact with us, the easiest way is going to be through Instagram. Uh, you can direct message us on there, leave a comment. I'm pretty good at getting in touch with whoever it is that's doing that. If I'm not going to, Matt's going to have access here pretty soon to help get in touch with that stuff and uh, answer questions you guys might have. You can leave a comment below. Um, so we'll go ahead and conclude this episode for our first video cast, podcast, blog kind of thing, garage talk. Uh, we're thinking about calling this the uh, Squatch Crew BS episode, you know, for beers and stories, not for the adult content. Well, it is adult content. Yeah, it's adult. I mean, we are. There's a couple <laughs> um, couple words dropped every now and then through there. So, oh, yeah. you know. It's all right. It's PG. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Take it easy. We'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Peace. All right. So, that's done. Let me go ahead and complete that part. Make sure we didn't fuck up and in recording happen.